Okay. It's nice to be on. Amen. Are you on this morning? Hallelujah. I think we can come down just a little bit. I don't want you to think I'm screaming at you today. Hallelujah. Well, God pulled a fast one on me and changed the message on me again. But that's just confirmation. Must be a right time message, right? Amen. We actually in prayer over at the ministry this morning, uh, Jeremiah brought up some stuff right there at the last that goes right along with this, talking about the, the new door that Brother Jerry has prophesied over 2020. So there's no time like talking about that than in January, amen? Let's get a good, clear picture of the vision, and then we know what to look for as we enter into this year, amen? Hallelujah. Well, I want to talk to you this morning about time. Time. You know, time just kind of slips away from us, doesn't it? 2019 is gone. Where did it go? You know, when you look back, time really goes by fast. If you're waiting on something, sometimes it can seem like it's moving slow. But it really does go time. It goes fast. And we have to be ready to take advantage of the time that we do have. Amen? So that's kind of what this is about today. Albert Einstein once said this. He said, the only reason for time is so that everything doesn't happen at once. (laughs) Now, that's a genius saying that. So there must be something there. Amen? Amen. First Chronicles 12.32 says, And of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. How many of you know it's important to know the time so that you know what to do? That's the importance of the prophetic words that we get through Brother Jerry every year. Because those words were given to us through him. And so the word describes what God is wanting to do in our life. So we kind of know the timing of what God is doing. Therefore, we can hook up with that vision and go in that direction. Amen. Instead of being wandering off over here while everybody else is over here. Amen. See, that's what a prophet does. A prophet goes to the Lord, gets the vision, and brings it to the people. Amen? You see that all through the Old Testament. They didn't go to war unless a prophet told them it's time. Amen? It's all about timing. And, you know, we, we look at time sometimes like our time, you know, well, i got to get up at a certain time, i got to go to work, we've got our little time schedule, amen? But we need to learn how to fit God's schedule around our schedule. And we need to be prepared to change our schedule at any given time when we're led by the Spirit to do so. Amen? Hallelujah. In Ecclesiastes, the third chapter... It says, 
there is a time, and it says it 32 times in that one chapter. Say that with me this morning. There is a time. And he starts out the very first verse. He says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. In everything there is a season and a time for every purpose. Amen? Then he goes on to say, and you're all probably familiar with that, especially when I start reading it. Says there's a time to be born, a time to die, time to plant, a time to pluck up, a time to plant. Goes on all through that scenario, pointing out that there is a time for everything. And you know, it, it is possible to do the right thing at the wrong time. For instance, if you're trying to do something spiritual, in the wrong time, the anointing's not going to be there to do it. Amen? What God calls you to do, asks you to do, the anointing's there to get it done. It's when we operate in the flesh, and then we wonder why nothing happened. Amen? It's about God's timing. In verse 11 of that chapter, he says, after making this whole long list of times... He says, he hath made everything beautiful in his time. God hath made everything beautiful in his time. See, when we get over into an ugly situation, it's usually because we got there on our time. According to this scripture, everything's beautiful in his time. Amen? When we know the time, we can cooperate with God, and it will produce the right results. In Acts chapter 3, you can t- turn there, we'll stay there for the rest of the time. Acts chapter 3, there's three different Greek words for time used in that one chapter. Verse 21 says, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. This time that it's speaking of is a Greek word, chronos. Probably heard that before. Actually, it's plural there, it's times, so it would be chronoi, but we won't get technical this morning. Chronos. Chronos time is chronological time. In other words, it's a logical order of time from the very beginning right on up to now. In other words, it's like months, weeks, days, hours. It all flows in a chronological order. Okay? That's, that's the word, the Greek word, is chronos, okay? Verse 21 says, times of restoration of all things. Restitution, I'm sorry, restitution of all things. Restitution there means 
the restoration of something lost or stolen from the proper owner. Okay? This verse says that Jesus must be withheld in heaven until the restitution of all things. So there will be times and seasons, it says, of restoration going on in our life all throughout our life. You know, I want you to notice that it says that Jesus will be held in heaven until the restitution of all things. He can't come until that verse is fulfilled. Amen? Now, some people look at that backwards or think about it backwards. They think that I have to live, you know, in the negative and go without everything. And when Jesus comes, then I'll get restitution of everything. No, it says we have to get that restitution before he can come. Amen? Now, if you believe like I believe and believe that he's coming soon, then he's got a short time to do a whole lot of restitution. Amen? You can expect everything that the devil has stolen from you to be restored in the name of Jesus. Amen? It's going to be restored to the proper owner. Amen? That includes your health, your wealth, everything that he's stolen has to be repaid. So, what's that mean? To me, that means that Jesus is about to accelerate, get with it on restoration. Amen? You know, Brother Jerry's word says when we walk through that new door, we're going to experience what? Supernatural increase. It's coming. It's coming. We got to learn to expect it. Amen. In verse 19 and 20, Peter tells them, Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. Then, after your sins have been wiped away, times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. This is the second time that is mentioned in this chapter. This word time here is a Greek word, kairos. A kairos time is the right time, it's a, it can be a critical time or a proper time. A ki- for every chronos time, there's kairos time. That's like saying for every hour, there's minutes within that hour. For every chronos, that chronological time, it's made up of a bunch of kairos times that come on a regular basis. Amen? I don't want to confuse you with the Greek words. It's just the fact that I want you to see that when it comes to the Bible, when you read a word, it doesn't always mean the same. We just talked about time two times in the same chapter, and each time it meant a different time. In English... We have a tendency to throw everything together. I mean, time is time, you know. But when you, when you really 
look at it in the original Greek, it should be translated to that fact instead of just translated as time. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, a kairos time is not a guaranteed time. Write that down if you're taking notes or put it in your mind. You need to remember that. A kairos time is not a guaranteed time, but an opportune time. It's a window of opportunity. Now, the reason I say it's not a guaranteed time is because it's a time given to you, a door has been opened, a window has been opened, the opportunity is there, but it's still up to you whether you walk through that door, whether you walk through that window, whether you walk into that opportunity. Amen? Yes, God knew the end from the beginning. He had a plan, and it's a perfect plan for your life, but he gave you the strongest thing he ever made, and that's your will. He will not come against your will. Amen? So, he opens the doors, but it's up to us to do the walking through. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, we're about, we're in a Kairos moment right now. We're entering into a new year, entering into a new decade. We talked last time that I taught about it being the decade of the mouth. It's going to be a 10-year period of decreeing, hopefully, what God's Word said. It's going to be the most important factor in your life during this next 10-year period is what you say with your mouth. Amen? Again... The opportunity can be there, and you can null and void it with your mouth. So it's not a guaranteed thing. Amen? The door that Brother Jerry has prophesied about, it's not a guaranteed thing. It's going to be up to you when that day comes, that hour comes, that time comes. You've got to decide. It's like coming to a crossroads And you can go your way or you can go God's way, but it's going to be up to you. It's going to be a decision-making time. Amen? Say this with me. It's time. It's time. Hallelujah. Now, got ahead of myself here. Going back to the first part of that chapter, 
we see where it's talking about the crippled man being healed at the temple gate called Beautiful. Amen? Now, even though we're all familiar with that story, this story holds one of the kingdom mysteries that pastor's been talking about on Sunday mornings. A mystery is something that's difficult to understand at times, almost seems almost impossible at times. It's a secret or a revelation that is waiting to be revealed. Amen? You know, when we read the parables, we think, well, everybody should be able to understand these parables. They're so simple. But we know that it says that people of that time, when Jesus told those stories, they didn't understand what he was talking about. They thought he was talking in riddles. So what's being said in the Word comes through revelation. Amen? Now, we read this story and we think that it's a clear picture. We think, oh, I've heard that story many, many times. I know everything there is to know about that story, you know. And everything that somebody's imagined to be in that story. Amen? Sometimes our imagination... I might preach on that, preach it one way, somebody else preach on it, preach it another way. There's a lot of revelation contained in one short passage of Scripture, amen? But there's, there's more to that story, I'll guarantee, than most of you know today. It's very simple. You may know it. How many of you remember Paul Harvey? Used to be on the radio every day. He would tell part of the story, then they would break for a commercial, and he'd say, stay tuned for the rest of the story. Well, I'm going to give you the rest of the story today, okay? You want to hear the rest of the story? Okay. When we look at the name beautiful, now how many of you know that when you're reading through the Bible... The words that you think you understand, you're probably never going to go back and look it up and see what that word means. You just take it for granted. You know what beautiful means. Amen? Well, in this case, it doesn't just mean beautiful. Yes, the gate was beautiful. When you read Bible commentaries, it says that these gates were 75 feet high and made out of fine Corinthian brass. Said that most of the gates were either plated with silver or gold, but these gates were solid brass. And they were beautiful gates. But when we look up the meaning of this word in in this scripture, we see that it's a Greek word, horeos. That's found Strong's number 5611, if you want to look it up. Horeos, which means right time. Right time. So the best translation of this gate would be the right time gate. 
Amen? Now, it's only translated that way a couple of times because it's a circumstantial beauty. In other words, when things come together at the right time and in the right way, it creates something beautiful. Amen? Now, I don't know about you, but over the years I've always wondered why Jesus didn't heal this man at the temple. You know, he was placed at a very strategic place. Everybody had to walk by him when they went to the temple to worship. We know that Jesus, even when he was growing up, Every chance he got, he was in the temple. He was in there ministering to the Pharisees and the Sadducees at a very young age. He had walked by this man many, many times. And you have to wonder, why didn't Jesus heal him? Well, if you believe what the Word says... The Word says Jesus only did what he seen the Father do. Evidently, Jesus didn't see the Father doing it. Amen? In other words, if he had tried to heal this man, he had been doing it in the flesh, and the results wouldn't have been there. Amen? It wouldn't have been the right time. Acts 1, verses 6 and 7 in the Message Bible, this is the disciples talking with Jesus. It says, when they were together for the last time, they asked, Master, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel now? Is it the time? Jesus told them, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. Timing is a father's business. If you don't get any other revelation today, that's a good one right there. Timing is a father's business. Hallelujah. Now, he knew, God knew, that the early church would need this miracle. God knew that everyone in that entire nation knew who this crippled man was. They had to come to Jerusalem three times a year for the feast. And while they were there, they went to the temple to worship. Everybody knew who old crippled Joe was. Amen? Most of them had given him alms from time to time because that was really a part of their worship, giving to the needy. So now they're going to the temple with worship on their mind. It's just natural that they give the beggar something. The commentaries also say that this man was very hard to look at. What that means is, he wasn't, legs just wasn't crippled. Says that he was literally twisted. 
His legs were like pretzels, twisted. His body was deformed. It wasn't a pretty sight. But that's just one more reason why nobody could forget old crippled Joe. Everybody knew who he was. Amen? And then one day, Peter and John walked by. Something was different that day. Amen? It was time. Say that with me. It was time. It was a Kairos moment, an opportune time. A door of opportunity was open, and a decision had to be made. Amen? And at, and at, at the right time, a right-time miracle happened at the right-time gate. Amen? In a matter of seconds, a man that was 40-some years old, that was born of a condition that twisted his limbs, conformed his body in such a way that he had never walked a day in his life. In seconds, muscles were formed. Limbs were straightened. Joints snapped back into place. Ligaments were formed. Coordination came, which in the natural time would have taken many, many months of developing through physical therapy. But in seconds, for the time, from the time Peter said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk, every muscle was restored. Every ligament was restored. Everything was restored 100% in a matter of seconds. And it says the man stood up on his own and went walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. A right time miracle happened at the right time gate. Now you know the rest of the story. Instantly, people from all over town were swarming to the temple. If you'd have been there, you may have stepped out of a place of business and thought, what in the world is going on? If they'd have been driving automobiles, it would have been the biggest traffic jam in history. And you might have caught somebody and said, What's going on? Where's everybody going? Oh, it's crippled Joe at the gate. He just got healed in this this name of Jesus. That guy that they said raised up from the dead. Now see, if Joe was just somewhat crippled, they probably would have thought, good for Joe. But this man was so twisted and so pathetic. The minute people heard, they had to see it with their own eyes. 
everybody ran to the temple. Do you think that was a right time miracle? 5,000 people were saved that day. That's a right time miracle at the right time gate. Amen? Hallelujah. It was a set time, and it was set by God himself. You know, when I think about a set time, I think about an alarm clock. You know, we set it for a certain hour, and when that hour comes, what happens? It goes off, amen? It happens. It does what it was designed to do, amen? Galatians 4, 4, in the King James says, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son. The Message Bible says it this way, but when the time arrived that was set by God the Father, God sent his son. There's a time and a place for everything. Amen? You've heard the old saying, somebody say, man, where did that guy get all his money? Oh, he's probably just at the right place at the right time. No, it doesn't happen just by coincidence. There's a set time. Hallelujah. When Peter and this man's Kairos moment intersected in time, a miracle was manifest. That's a Horaeus. It's time. We are moving into that time now where the Lord is saying to us, Horeos, it's time. It's the right time. Amen? Let me ask you this. What is a gate? It's a passageway. Amen? Really, if you want to get technical, it's just a big door. Amen? It's time that we walk through the new door God had Brother Jerry prophesy for 2020. Amen? Now, like we talked about over in prayer this morning, my door may be totally different from your door. But God has a door for you in 2020, and it's going to open a door for supernatural increase in your life. This prophecy says it's a new door, a door that you may not be familiar with, or on the other hand, it may be a door that's been prophesied over you in times past, but that door hasn't been opened. But 2020 is your year, and you need to start looking for your right time miracle at your right time door. Amen? Remember, it's a Kairos time. It's not guaranteed. You've got to step in. Amen? You've got to make that step of faith. When you obey the voice of the Holy Spirit, 
and arise to this new opportunity, it will be like the lame man at the right time gate. Your life will change and it'll never be the same. That's how supernatural this door is. And I want you to realize that today. It's going to cause supernatural increase in your health, supernatural increase in your wealth, supernatural increase in your anointing, supernatural increase in your calling, supernatural increase in your wisdom and knowledge, supernatural increase in your ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Your life will be a testimony of what God has done in your life everywhere you go. You'll be like this lame man. You'll not be able to contain your emotions. The joy of the Lord will bubble out of you everywhere you go. I don't, I don't think you're hearing me today. I don't think they're hearing me, Vic. I don't see any joy arising. I don't see any excitement arising. Somebody ought to be shouting. Somebody ought to be dancing. Somebody ought to be running. Hallelujah. I decree that this is a year for your right time miracle at the right time door. Say this with me one more time. It's time. time. Amen. Do you believe that today? Hallelujah. That's all I've got. I hope you receive something from it. Amen.